0: You make the traffic profitable. You don't don't buy profitable traffic. I I wish that was the case. That would be amazing if we could just go to the profitable traffic store and just buy always profitable traffic. Instead, what you do is you, you buy traffic and then you make it profitable through your marketing and conversion optimization. Welcome to the DisruptWare podcast. Whether you're just starting up or scaling your software business, we interview the experts with ideas and strategies you can implement today. Now here's your host,
1: Paul Clifford. Hi there, software entrepreneurs, and welcome to the Disruptware podcast. This is the show for entrepreneurs who are either just starting out or those who already have a software company and are looking for techniques and ideas for massively scaling their business. And the way we do that is to interview experts in the market who are already running their software company. And whatever level they are at, they have great content to share. And we dig deep to get factual experiences that you can put into action right now. On today's show, I'm going to introduce you to Justin Brooke, who's a kind of a paid traffic expert. And he has a company called I Am Scalable, which is an agency which specializes in paid traffic management. And although a lot of his has stemmed from sort of info products and supplements and, and all sorts of things like that, it's that, his knowledge is really, really valuable to anyone who's looking to scale a software business. And he shares some great insights. So let's get him on and uh, explore some of these strategies that Justin's going to share with us today. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, well, thanks for taking the time out. Um, Justin, you're, you know, you're we, we've met a, uh, a few times before, and I've known about you for a long time, um, very much as sort of the, a paid traffic ninja. And I really wanted to get you on the show. Um, you've got a, a really cool uh, paid traffic agency business called I Am Scalable. And I know you do some great work with clients in terms of managing their campaigns and, and literally turning $1 into 2 or 3 and um, I thought it'd be fantastic if we can get you on and sort of share some strategies and tips, you know, to my tribe who are all sort of building software companies, um, on, you know, on how to build, um, you know, traffic funnels using paid traffic and what sort of traffic uh, sources they should look at, what's easiest to test, etc. So, um, really appreciate that. How's that sound?
0: It sounds good, man. And thanks for having me on. Brilliant. So how
1: long's your business been going now?
0: Well, we've only been doing the agency thing for the last two years, but I've been, you know, in business or at least uh, trying to make money online since 2005, 2007 was when we had our first big success. We used to teach people how to buy and sell websites for profit. And then, at, you know, in in doing that, we learned that traffic was, you know, the thing Uh, You know, everybody always asked us, you know, how do you keep getting so much traffic to these websites? Because that's how I was able to sell the websites for more than other people were able to sell them. I was able to get a lot of traffic to the websites. And so we kind of noticed that that was, you know, the big hot button for everyone and tried teaching it for a little while. And we still do attempt to teach it, but have really realized that, you know, people really just want traffic done for them. They just want someone to make the traffic happen, make the ROI happen. And uh, slowly but surely, an agency was born.
1: Got it. And and so your agency, you know, what does it do? So if I'm a customer and I come to you and say, hey, Justin, you know, I, I want traffic. How do you approach that problem? You know, because do you have like a formula um, to go through to actually, you know, Work out what's the best sources.
0: Okay. So, I mean, the best way to get started really is uh, I'm, I'm sure in the software world, everyone is familiar with the lean model, the lean uh-huh. startup model of starting with a minimum viable product uh, and, and maybe sometimes even starting with with less than that, just a, a survey. Well, you know, the same thing goes with traffic. See, most people, what they do is they go out there and they build a whole funnel and then they go out and try to get traffic and then the traffic doesn't work because they've already built the, the funnel before they've gone out there and, and gotten the traffic. They never asked the traffic, what the traffic wanted. Uh, and, and so then the funnel doesn't work and they always blame the traffic, you know, Oh, Facebook doesn't work or Google doesn't work or whatever, you know, doesn't, doesn't work for them when in reality it's the funnel that does the conversions. It's your landing pages that does the conversions. It's not the traffic that does the actual conversions. Obviously you could, you know, go on Google and type in cheap traffic and you can buy 10,000 clicks for 1999. Well, that traffic's probably not going to convert, but Mm. if you're using, any of the mainstream ad networks, then that traffic works. If millions of people, uh, millions of businesses are, are using it, and there's case studies of success, it's, the traffic works. It's your funnel that doesn't work. So I highly recommend people start out with just an article, and, and then in the article, have a click-through link to a landing page. Start out with seeing, can you get people to go to your article and then, can you get them to click through on that article? If you can't do that, there's no sense in building a whole entire funnel,
1: right? You're, right. Just,
0: you're not going to be able to get them to go through the whole funnel. And so, that's what I really recommend people start out doing is they really need to think about the traffic they're going to be driving uh, in that funnel-building stage, uh, and and start out with a really simple landing page. It could be an opt-in page. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, just an article, but just start out with a really simple minimum viable funnel. This is something that Todd Brown's been talking a lot about lately. And I love the idea. I love the concept because it's so true. Start with something super simple, see if you can get that to work and then build on it. So, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, if I were to start with just an opt-in page, I would first see, okay, can I get traffic to the opt-in page? Yes, I get traffic to here. Okay, but my opt-in rate is only... 10%. 10%. Okay, well, I need to fix the page and I get my opt-in rate to 30%. Okay, well, now I need to monetize these leads that are coming through here. So I'm going to put an upsell right behind the squeeze page. And you know, maybe I start making some money there, but it's not enough money to get a positive ROI off of my traffic. So I may add another upsell, or maybe there's a downsell, or, you know, so you end up building the funnel along the way. And, and that's how you really get a, a a paid traffic funnel that turns the traffic into positive ROI, if that makes sense.
1: It makes perfect sense. And and do you think, um, so let's say, you know, your software product is, is obviously where you want your customers to end up. Um, but I, I've been reading a lot that, you know, it's good to put like a low uh, ticket offer right after the opt-in um, to try and get them to buy something. You know, mm-hmm. straight away, which does two things. One, it kind of qualifies your traffic to, you know, into buyers. You can sort of split them off into buyers and non buyers. And two, obviously, that initial, you know, low ticket sale can actually pay for your traffic, you know, before those customers actually get to, you know, your main product, your core product. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, so the difference in, um, you know, there's a there's a whole world of like selling high ticket products and uh, coaching and services and stuff like that. And there's a, a, a way of doing that where you do lead gen and then you you warm those people up. Paid traffic is you know you either do lead gen and then you build a relationship and you get them on the phone or you, you use some sort of um, you know more intimate relationship but if you're just going to turn paid traffic into a product sale you really need to kind of walk the customer through a series of steps so take them to an article first and then they click through the article to to get this free thing that you mentioned in the article which now they're going through an opt-in page and then maybe you have a premium version Of that opt-in page, you know, if you had a report, well, maybe you have a a video, a four part video series that goes with the report that teaches them the concept a little bit better. Uh, And and then behind that, you have a software that does that concept for them. And so you're, you're taking them through this whole little process. And along the way, they're just taking small little steps instead of trying to go from, Hey, you're a perfect stranger. You should buy my product.
1: Yeah, no, I see that. So you're, you're, and obviously by doing that step-by-step and educating the customer all the way, that's what makes the whole thing scalable, right? Because once you get that working, then it's just a question of how much traffic can I buy for it?
0: Absolutely. You know, I mean, the name of the game is keeping your cost per click lower than your earnings per click. And if people only tracked one thing, That would be the one thing. And I swear, if people just tracked that, they would be doing better than 95% of people out there because 95% of people out there, the only way they're tracking is literally like, do I have more money in my pocket today than I did yesterday? Okay, things are working. Um, And that's just a nonsense way of tracking. But if you at least looked at, okay, I am, you know, over a 30-day period, I am earning, on average, you know, $2.72 per click. Therefore, I can afford to spend up to $1.50 per click uh, when I factor in all my expenses and and whatnot. And if people would just do that level of tracking, um, you know, when they get their earnings per click over their cost per click, they can buy as much traffic as they can possibly handle. But they should track the differences, you know, like you track your earnings per click from Facebook, different from your your Google AdWords traffic and your social traffic because they will be different and you need to know you know, what the costs and earnings are for each channel.
1: And um, So two things I want to just drill down on, which you mentioned. And the first one is you said try and get some traffic to an article first before almost the opt-in. So mm-hmm. you're almost like pre-selling or warming up your traffic before the opt-in, whereas a lot of people just buy traffic and send it direct to an opt-in. Do you think that that's like a much more effective way? It's almost like a crossover between content marketing and paid traffic, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, it's it's what I do with all of my own traffic. It's it's not something I'm able to talk a lot of my customers into because they've been doing you know the old way of traffic forever, and you know they they have established funnels that are able to handle it, so they don't need to go to content first. Uh, I prefer to go to content because it's easier for me to whip up a new blog post or a new article than it is to create a new landing page. But I can create a bunch of different articles which gives me lots of new, fresh ads to serve to my audience, especially on Facebook where the life cycle of an ad is very, very short. Sometimes as little as three days before an ad just starts fatiguing and it doesn't work as well anymore. So creating the content in front of the landing page gives me all this fresh new stuff. And the biggest thing that it does is it's like a Trojan horse. The person doesn't know that you're trying to sell them to something. And then they feel like they're discovering. They they read this article and they found this. Wow, there was this awesome spreadsheet that I got. And all I had to do was give this guy my email address. And now I have this amazing free tool that I can use. They feel like they discovered it instead of feeling like they were, um, you know, a, a, a carrot was dangled in front of their face, you know, just changes the mindset.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, because people hate being sold to, right? But they love buying. So Absolutely. So buy, but they love being educated as well. So if they get something, so basically you, you're, you're sort of creating a blog post and you're kind of pushing that to, for example, Facebook, sending paid traffic to Facebook to that article. Um, And then, obviously, there's a call to action in that article for, as you said, like the free Excel sheet or something like that. And that's behind the opt-in. And then from the opt-in, then you try to send them to like a $7 type product, which could be, say, like a video walkthrough of the method, whatever it is.
0: Right, Uh,
1: right. Got it. Yeah,
0: so, you know, one example of this is I have this this spreadsheet that i give out it's 202 traffic resources and you know, people love that i mean everybody from newbies to veterans they want this spreadsheet of 202 different traffic resources well then you know the the follow up email that i've done previously it's not my current one but the follow up email was you know this this spreadsheet is great And I'm so glad that you got it and I'm sure you love it. There's this one problem, you know, all those resources are kind of worthless unless you really know how to use those and and how to create the right landing pages for each of those traffic sources. And I give them an example of, you know, like this is the type of landing page that works for Google AdWords, but that wouldn't work well for pop-up traffic. And that wouldn't work well for this type of traffic. So you know if you want uh, for seven dollars, you can get access to my four part video series that teaches you which types of landing pages work with which types of traffic, and that's that that connects the free thing that they just got, adds more value, gets them to become a customer. And this is a funnel that I used to have, and then I eventually sold them coaching at the end. That, you know, I will walk you through this whole thing, uh, but yeah, that just explains how you would be able to take them through this whole process
1: excellent and do you use like um retargeting as well you know at that stage you know to try and get them opted in
0: yes uh, a lot of people are are scared to you know, pay money to advertise a blog post because one it's it's new it's not something uh, people have done have heard about other people doing uh, you're worried that you're not going to you know convert that person but you you can design your blog to have your offer in the header in the sidebar and then you know in the in the footer and then inside the article you have a couple of links so it's it's very easy to get them to go from the ad to go where you want them to, which is to become a subscriber, to become a lead. And then you can also drop a retargeting pixel on each of those blog posts. So no matter what, you're still going to be following them around and they've already, you know, they've already come into your environment. You, you know, they're caught in essence, you know, they're a fish who is already on the boat.
1: And so the, so that sounds perfect to me. And um, and you've explained a couple of things about getting, you know, the ROA on traffic, you know, quite early on in the process. Um, the other thing that I always struggle with, you know, and I think a lot of people I talk to struggle with, is the best way to track this stuff. You know, because when you've got lots of different traffic sources um, and, you know, you've got lots of different ways of people coming into your funnel. You know, even even on my blog, for example, you know, I've got a, I've got opt-in forms all over the place, right? Right. Um, tracking where everyone's coming from and and at what stage they're converting to what. That is really difficult, I find. And, you know, I'm wondering how how do you approach that? Do you use like one sort of all-in tool, or is it really using a collection of tools and doing a lot of spreadsheet work at the end of it?
0: Well, this is one of the reasons why I use HubSpot is because HubSpot is very good at just doing the tracking for me. I don't have to think very hard about, um, you know, setting up lots of traffic. Like sometimes I will forget to use a tracking link, but I know that HubSpot will catch me if I fall because HubSpot is pretty good at knowing, you know, where that traffic came from and then following them through the various, you know, they came to my blog and they went to this landing page and they then uh, interacted with me on this tweet, you know, I mean, they, they follow that person around. If you're not going to use HubSpot, the next best solution for you is to use a couple of layers. And this is the recipe that I recommend people use. You want to have an analytics tool and then you want to have a tracking tool. And the difference in my mind, it technically Google Analytics could do both, but here's why I don't use them for both. Um, Google Analytics is really good at the analytics side of Google web tracking, web analytics. They're really good at telling you, okay, here's how much traffic you've had and they've stayed on your site for this long. And they visited these many pages, you know, forgetting that in depth, you know, what are they doing on my site? But Google analytics isn't great at telling you, okay, so you spent $30 on this ad. You got four, you know, 400 clicks and uh, twelve of them bought, and you have an EPC of two dollars and forty cents, or whatever. It's it, you can make it do that if you're good at programming and you really understand how to use goals and event tracking. The possibility is there, but it's hard. You know, there's other tools mm-hmm. that are just like very. Uh, you know, that stuff is built in. You know, I, I built one of my own tools called PixelTrack.com. I'm no longer the owner. I sold the software. I just. I tried to get into the SaaS business, and I just don't have the resources. Uh, passed it on to somebody else who's carrying the torch. Sure, and it's and it's specifically designed to give you a you know one link that you use for every ad or every email or for a banner on your sidebar, and then you will know that that specific ad or that banner on your sidebar or or that email that you sent out got you x amount of clicks with x amount of conversions turned into X amount of dollars and, you know, it measures the, the, the economics of the traffic instead of the you know, what the traffic is doing and how long they stayed and uh, if your site is working, is functioning well. So using those two different layers and another tool, you know, not to just be biased on something I made, but uh, Improvely is another tool that I use and love and uh, recommend all the time. So using those two different layers, that will give you the ability to use a tracking link, which is something everybody should use whenever they're uh, linking to something that you know is is has a, a financial or a conversion metric that they're going to be looking to follow up with. And then I have Google Analytics as the catch-all telling me how that traffic is performing on my website.
1: Right, right, I got it. And it improvedly, is that like a uh, – so that's actually a, a, an – a tracking system, is it?
0: Yes, it's a tracking software, and uh, they it actually will let you do split testing as well. Mm. Basic split testing, like if you wanted to test two different links, you could, you know, maybe you have uh, one, blo- two different blog posts that you want to send the traffic to. Well, they will give you one tracking link that rotates the traffic to those two different blog posts. That way, you can tell which one uh, got you the you know more opt-ins or whatever,
1: right? Understand, and and so, but you're at the moment what you're focusing on is HubSpot with with your business and with your clients' business, yeah.
0: Uh, with my own business, right? Uh, with my clients, I usually use Improvely um, as a tracking source, or they come to me with their own tracking tools that they already have. You know, most of the guys that I work with are established companies; they already have. I'm one media buyer among many on their team and we're just helping them buy as much traffic as they can get. So, you know, if they don't have a tracking tool, then we use improvely. But for myself, I use HubSpot because it just, it does all of that combined for me. I just create a tracking link and it does the whole, it does all of it for me.
1: Right. Got it. That's cool. So just moving on a bit, you know, um, so now someone's like, knows how to test a funnel, they know how to produce some content and um, send traffic to that. What kind of traffic sources should people start with? Um, and what do you think they should do to scale it?
0: Um, you know, to start, see, to start know.
1: testing something, you know, quite quickly. Um, you know, so I mean, a lot of people say Facebook. I don't know. I mean, Facebook's quite easy for me you know, to get started to see whether something's working. But I'm I'm interested to see whether that, that mirrors your thoughts too.
0: So there's two different schools of thought. There's one school of thought that you use the cheapest possible traffic that you could buy. Um, you know, may not be good quality traffic, but it's super, super cheap, which will allow you to get a lot of traffic and do a lot of testing for very little money and then you know that if you can make it work and this is what i did uh when i was working for rich sheffrin as his media buyer when we were testing a new funnel um you know one of the things he said you know i want to test this cheap so i went to pop up ads and that traffic i can get 4000 visitors for like 40 bucks Uh, maybe even less than that. So I can get a massive amount of traffic very quickly, very cheaply. And then that allows me to do lots of split testing to make sure my pages are working very well. And I know that if I can make something work on that traffic, when I take it to Facebook or when I take it to Google or whatever, it's going to work incredibly well because now I'm dealing with high quality traffic. Or the other school of thought is you start with the really high quality traffic first, and then you know once you have that working, then you kind of work your way down into getting as you know more and more traffic um, by adding on you know less quality sources, but you know sometimes the less quality sources have so much more volume that uh, it helps you. So, you know, I would say a good middle ground in between there is Facebook ads. But Facebook ads is super competitive right now, making lots of changes, shutting down lots of accounts, but just really going through a a maturing phase. I would tell people to look at Twitter ads right now. It's working really well for me. They have a very competitive platform to Facebook, still very easy to use. You could target all of your competitors, Twitter followers, like, it's a really, really good platform. And they even have the same custom audiences function. You know, they just call it tailored audiences. So you could upload your email list to Twitter and serve ads to them on Twitter. Wow, that's
1: cool. And cool. and and that traffic you find converts in a similar sort of way as something like Facebook?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, just yesterday, I was doing my coaching call and the topic of the day was I was you know walking people through showing them how to set up a Twitter ad campaign and just as an example I pulled out one of my affiliate links and I had to create a, a tweet in order to finish creating the campaign well, literally within 15 minutes of creating that campaign someone had tweeted me saying that they just bought that product through me and i took a screenshot i posted it on my fan page i was like you see it works it works <laughs> um, it, it it does it really does it works just that fast too
1: that's really cool because you know what what i find so um you know with with twitter um you're either in or you're out because there's a lot of people who say our oh, twitter doesn't really generate good traffic and then Um, I find, you know, especially in the software world, you know, a lot of the startup space and and a lot of the serious players in software are all on Twitter. I mean, that's where they live. Yeah. Um, and you're you're less likely to find them in Facebook. Um, so I guess to a certain extent, depending on the type of demographic you're trying to attract, you know, it could be like, you know, a lot more powerful than Facebook because there's a lot more professionals.
0: You know, yeah, you know, and, and I would say that if somebody is in the gamer market or the fitness market, you know, maybe YouTube is probably a better spot for them. Uh, you know, so you, you gotta think about, you know, who is your market and where do they hang out the most? If you know, some people it would be impossible to reach on Facebook or on Twitter, like if I was looking for someone who was you know, who needed a, a dentist in West Palm beach. I need to use Google AdWords for that. It's going to be really hard to use Facebook to find someone who's looking for a dentist in West Palm beach this week. Right. I, I wouldn't know how to do that on Facebook or Twitter. If I wanted to find someone who's looking for, you know, uh, gameplay footage on the latest uh, Xbox game, I'm going to use YouTube if I'm looking for startup guys, or um, you know, if I'm if I've got a celebrity gossip blog, then I'm going to use Twitter. You, you just think about who your market is and and where do they frequent, and then buy ads there. There's the traffic is already there. You know, there's bajillions of clicks and visitors happening all over the web. You don't have to like create traffic. It's already out there somewhere. You just have to figure out where that is create an ad and I kind of think of it as like poking a little hole and then that traffic starts leaking over to your website. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, for, for me, it's, it's just having the big picture view, you know, being able to see, you know, traffic coming in, how much it's costing you. And, you know, what, as you said, you know, what the, the EPC is, um, you know, for that traffic from a, from a, like an ultimate dashboard perspective, you know, and being able to see that and understand it so that you can actually make decisions on it. That that I find one of the toughest things to do.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing I would tell people is I, the greatest advertisers in the world don't have home run campaigns every time they create a campaign within the first 30 days. And that's what I see everybody trying to do is like I'm going to start a Facebook campaign or a Twitter or AdWords or whatever and they're hoping that the first ads they create are going to be profitable. I I've seen it happen. I have a couple of cases where that has happened, but 95, maybe even 99% of the time, I create an ad and it's not profitable at the at at the start there are some sales not enough sales to make it profitable so what you do is you find out which of the keywords are not turning into sales and you remove those keywords or you find out which of the ads have a really low click through rate and you remove those ads and and so it's a it's a process of getting it dialed in you make the traffic profitable Tra- you don't you don't buy profitable traffic I, I wish that was the case that would be amazing if we could just go to the profitable traffic store and just buy always profitable traffic. Instead, what you do is you, you buy traffic and then you make it profitable through your marketing and conversion optimization.
1: Right. And I guess the, the trick is, you know, not to blow your budget or at least to understand or set an expectation of what your budget is for testing. Because I, you know, I think, with that in mind, you know, that it's going to take at least 30 days to try and get a campaign profitable, then you've got to have at least 30 days worth of budget to play with.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you should be prepared that in that 30 days that it's not going to be, it's not going to be profitable. And instead, what you want to do in that first 30 days is learn as much as possible. So test multiple landing pages, test multiple ads, test different market segments, different uh, images in your ads. You test all this stuff. That way, at the end of the 30 days, you're able to see, okay, well, this 75% of the things that I tried didn't work, but this 25% of the stuff that I tried worked very well. Now you remove the 75% and you put all the budget on just the 25% that was working. And now you have a profitable campaign.
1: Got it. Got it. That's really good. You know, and it, I think, um, so it's getting all that data together, understanding it. I guess if you've got a bit of a mass brain, have you always been like this way,
0: no, actually <laughs> I, it took me four years to get through algebra. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I really, I deal with numbers every day now, and I kind of laugh at how much of a hard time I gave all my math teachers in high school, and now that's all I do is math all day long.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, I know. I'm I'm doing it with spreadsheets, and now I still find it a bit tricky sometimes. Brilliant. Listen, Justin, um, we're coming to the end of the show, um, and I really appreciate you coming on. Tell me a bit about, you know, what... so so you're looking for you know businesses that that have a funnel would you also take on sort of software businesses that um you know have a product that they know converts and now they're looking to scale up
0: yeah well we have two different types of customers Mm. you know when we're doing ads for people we don't want to take people's money and then them not get an roi so we don't work with any customers, we'll know within 10 minutes of looking at somebody's funnel and landing pages, talking with them, whether or not we're going to be able to get a positive ROI for them. If we don't think we can get a positive ROI for them, we're not even going to work with them. We're just going to tell them no. And instead, if they need help on their funnel or they need to get to a place where they can start getting an ROI on ads, instead we refer them over to our coaching program where we can help them start their own campaigns and then watch over them with screen shares and tell them, okay, you know, click here, click there. Here's how you increase the profits on your campaigns. Here's how you reduce the waste. And so there's two different types. You know, the customer who already has an established funnel, we handle their ads for them. We just do the traffic for them. For somebody who's not there yet, we teach them how to get there.
1: Brilliant. And from, Again, from a software business perspective, you know everyone's trying to get people on as a free trial or something like that. Um, but I think that you know what what we're learning and what I know from the content marketing business is that the concept really is to get people to content first, get them educated, get them educated before the opt in. Then they feel good about opting in. They feel good then about getting the reward or the you know the prize or the whatever the the offer is after the opt-in or the lead magnet, as we call it. And then they feel even better then of upgrading or buying some sort of upsell, um, which then helps you pay for the traffic. So yeah. that that's the strategy to follow, right? Even for the software business.
0: Yeah, I mean, the free trial model has been working successfully in membership sites and, you know, the adult entertainment industry for years and years. You know, the free trial model absolutely works. It's just a matter of, you know, your follow-up systems and your your marketing, your landing pages. You know, after the free trial, are you able to convert them into a paid active user? And if you can do that, and then, you know, do you have a good retention strategy? And so if you have those things in place, yeah, you know, just use these traffic systems, get as many people into your free trial as possible and and use your follow-ups and your retention strategies to turn that, uh, turn those visitors into profitable customers.
1: Justin, thanks ever so much for your insights there. I, you know, I think that's great. You know, we, I think for anyone listening now, you've probably got some, uh, structure into what a, a funnel should look like, what a paid traffic funnel should look like. Um, and obviously if you're ready to scale or, or you want to take your business to the next level, then, you know, look up Justin at imscalable.com. If you enjoyed the show, you can get the show notes from Disruptware.com. And if you are not a subscriber and you're listening to this in the iTunes store, then please visit Disruptware.com and sign up. That's it for this episode. Look out for next week's show. I'm Paul Clifford, and thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Disruptware podcast. Check us out on the web at Disruptware.com.